Shall we turn our Bible to the scripture reading in the book of First John? First John, verse one. We reading from chapter one. We are reading from verse five to seven. First John one. Five to seven. If you're there, you can say amen. <clears throat> Shall we move? This is a message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, and in him is in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him where we walked in darkness, we light and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and, he, and, the, blood, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleans us from all sin. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, we are privileged to have in our midst our senior pastor elect, Reverend Washington Kobla Dake in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can do better than that. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Can you kindly rise to your feet, please? Let us pray. Say after me, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I bless you for your word. Your word is truth. It is for my encouragement, for my building, for my reproof, for my correction, for my strengthening, for my cleansing. Your word is what it is. You have said it. And whatever you have said, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. It will do for me what you say it will do. You say so, and that settles it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your sons and daughters under your feet this morning. About to hear your word, we pray that you speak to us. David said, once the Lord has spoken, but twice have I heard. May we hear and hear again. In the name of Jesus, may we hear and hear again. May we hear and hear again that God, our lives will be transformed to the glory of your name. Lives that impact other lives positively. Lives that affect other lives positively. Lives that other lives read and are encouraged and are strengthened in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. 
This morning I'll be speaking to us on the test of Christian fellowship. The test of Christian fellowship. And I'll be sharing four key things with us very quickly, four key things with us quickly, that the test of Christian fellowship is a check on our relationship with Jesus. It is a check on knowing that God is light. It is a check on our fellowship with God. And it assures continual cleansing from sin. Four key things. These are very, very important things and i like us to give it maximum attention. And some of the things I'll be sharing with us may not be very pleasant. They may be piercing. They may be cutting. But as we listen with a good heart, we shall be blessed. Amen? We shall be blessed. We have seen the text already, the anchor text, 1 John chapter 5, chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. Let me quickly go over it again. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all, oh sorry, did I see all? From almost all our sins. From some of our sins. From all our sins. Great. Beloved, from the very top of that particular chapter, Verses 1 to 4, the apostle tells us that Jesus is real. Jesus is real. He said that which was from the beginning, which we have seen, which we have heard, which we have touched, we have handled. He has had an encounter with Jesus and so has heard from him. And then verse 5, he says, I have a message to share with you from someone I have had an encounter with. So Jesus is real. If you have to walk with him, Understand that the person you have to work with is real. It's not an illusion. He's a reality. He's not fake. He's not something we are trying to see whether it will work. So the apostle is setting the stage clearly for the rest of the discourse he was going to have with the church in that letter to let the people or his readers understand that Jesus Christ is real. And I want us to Grasp that as quickly as possible. Many of us come to church. We are in church. We have given our lives to Christ. But our relationship with Christ does not give the impression as if we are really serving a real Jesus. So, can I ask you to kind of begin to picture the apostle as he's sharing this message to a people who were not there when he had encountered Christ. So he's gotten to a people and he's speaking to them and he says that, look, what I'm speaking to you is in relation to a Jesus whom I have encountered. Amen? So if we are to have fellowship with him, 
or with Christ, we need to take God seriously. Seriously. So number one, the test of our Christian fellowship is a check on our relationship with Jesus. Check on our relationship with Jesus. And that is the basis for any fellowship in Christ. If you do not have a relationship with someone, there is no relatedness with someone, you cannot have fellowship with a person. Number one, we must have relationship. I must be related to my wife, my father, my mother, my family. I have to have a relationship with my children. Then I can have fellowship with them. So, in the first place, every one of us must come to the place where we have surrendered our lives to Christ in truth. Really. That we can say that the Lord knows those who are his. And truly we are part of those who the Lord knows that we are his. Does he know that you are his? Or a day will come and you say, Lord, I did miracles in your name. I cast out devils in your name. I spoke in tongues in your name. And I did so many mighty things in your name. And he'll say, get away from me, you evildoer. I do not know you. You need to know him and he needs to know you and you need to know that he knows you, that you are his. That means that we have to come to the place where we surrendered our life to Jesus. He came to his own. His own did not receive him. But as many as received him, he gave them the power, the right to become children of God. That is the beginning of the relationship. Becoming a child of God. Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us that if we confess our sins, so if we confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the mouth we confess and with the heart we believe and are saved. So that relationship is key. My question to you today, listening to me here and listening to me online, do you have a relationship with Jesus? You see, if you do have a relationship with someone and you cherish that relationship so much, you would love to have fellowship all the time. And some of us are not desiring fellowship begins to raise questions about our relatedness to Christ. What is your relationship with him? Because if you are truly born again, you are truly a child of God, there are things that would bubble in you within the inside that want you to love being in constant and continual fellowship with God. So, the test of Christian fellowship, first of all, is the test of your relationship with God. What is it like? Have you truly surrendered your life to Christ? That's the beginning of it. 
If you haven't, by the time we finish the service, during the altar call, I want to encourage you to surrender to him. That he came down even though he did not have to. For the sake of you and I, for our sins, he came and died a shameful death on the cross. That if we believe in him, we shall be saved. Amen. Number two is a check on knowing that God is light. The test of Christian fellowship is a check on knowing that is what is your level of knowledge about the fact that God is light. The apostle says that this is the message we declare. This is the message that God is light. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 12, but I am the light of the world. He who follows me, if anyone follows me, he will never walk in darkness. God is light. And there is no darkness in him at all. It requires you and I to understand and appreciate the nature and the moral character of God. So that we can effectively Share fellowship with him. Do we understand that God is light? Yes. And there is no darkness in him at all. It means that God is not, it is not possible to associate any form of darkness with God at all. And it is not the light that we talk about in terms of when they say light, some people define it as the absence of darkness. No. This is the light that really actually drives out the darkness. Amen? So it is not the absence of darkness. It is the light that drives out darkness. The light that pushes away every form of darkness that makes it impossible for darkness to be present. It makes it impossible for darkness to be present. And we need to understand that it is in this light that God is calling us to fellowship with him. So, the test of Christian fellowship is for you to understand that you are being called into fellowshipping with God who is light and in him there is no darkness at all. What is your knowledge of this God who is light? To what extent do you understand the lightness or lightedness of God? That if I am having fellowship with a God who is light and there is no darkness at all, then I should understand the extent of exposure, transparency, the extent of the light that can consume anything that is alien and contrary to his presence. Are you with me? So, let me leave this here because it will feed into the next one and the, th the, the, the third and fourth point which is that 
The test of Christian fellowship is a check on our fellowship with God. We are called in verse 3 to come and have fellowship with the Father. Then in verse 6, he tells us if we claim we have fellowship with him, that is the Father. So there is a call for us to fellowship with the Father. Now, coming into this fellowship with the Father, who is light, in whom there is no darkness at all, then he begins to caution us. That if you are coming into this fellowship, and you say you are walking in the light, yet you live in darkness, or you walk in darkness, then you are a liar. Because God is light. And there is no darkness at all. So how can you be walking with him and having fellowship with him and still be having walk or be walking in darkness? It is impossible. Or someone says it is impossible. It is impossible. That's what Apostle is teaching us. So if you, your, your relationship with him is good. You are his child. You are a child of light. Born of God. Born of the spirit. Then. You are now having fellowship with the God who is light. Then. You cannot claim to be walking in that light. Or having fellowship with him in that light. And be in darkness. Now he says that. And, and walking in darkness. Now we need to understand what it means by walking in darkness. That is a continuous activity. A habitual lifestyle. A continuous way of living. I am not talking about some one time, call it error, call it sin, call it mistake, call it whatever you want to call it. But I'm talking about someone who is walking the scripture says, walking in darkness. That means you have made it a point to be living in darkness and walking in darkness and doing the things of darkness. Jesus says that I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows in me will not live in darkness. So we know the activities of darkness. Living in sin, living in disobedience, rebellion, unbelief. Doubt, bitterness, unforgiving, denying the finished work of Christ and living contrary to what is expected of us as Christians. Completely immoral in the things we do, in the things we say. Then we are living in darkness. He says that if we say we, are, we, are, we, are, we claim we are working with God, then we have no business with the things of darkness. Otherwise, if we are working in the things of darkness, then truly we are not in that fellowship. Then truly that fellowship is broken. Because there is no darkness in God at all. So if you have elements of darkness that you walk in, you walk in, you walk in, you walk in, you walk in darkness, you dwell daily, you live in it habitually, then there's no light in you. 
Far be it from you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, beloved, we know these things. But sometimes, human as we are, we find ourselves in them every now and then, every now and again, and we cry and lament. Yes, I know the scriptures has a place for struggling with sin. So you struggle and you overcome. You struggle and overcome. But as you struggle with it, be careful you are not walking in darkness. And you don't live in it. Because you see, once you live in darkness or walk in darkness or walk in any form of sin, there is question mark about your Christian fellowship. What we are examining today is the test of our fellowship as Christians. That's what we are examining today. It is important to forgive. You are so hurt, I know. You are so pained, I know. Don't tell me that also for you have not been there before. Maybe I have not been there before like you're, you're there. I have not been your there before. But I too have been to my own day. Amen. So I understand. But let go. Let go of the bitterness. Let go of the pain. Forgive the brother. Forgive the sister. Didn't Jesus say that when you are bringing your offering to the altar and you remember that someone has done something leave it and go and reconcile let us reconcile one to another and one with another for the sake of Christian fellowship for the sake of Christian fellowship how long are we going to be here the Lord may call us any time Christ may appear any time. And what account are we going to give? You have heard a story about how many times people have wanted to have the last opportunity to say sorry or to say I have forgiven you and the person that they would have had that interaction with is gone. Hallelujah. Drop it. When I was, uh, Pastor, uh, uh, Reverend Doctor was, was praying, talked about how that we are vessels, we are clays, we are, we, are, we are vessels of clay. That's what we are. Do you know who I am? 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 Yes, I know who you are. You are just a pack of dust. A pack of dust. That today, you are here. Tomorrow, you are gone. So learn to forgive. Some of us are so critical of the brother, so critical of the sister, so critical, so critical, so much that he or she even is afraid to come to church and afraid to fellowship, afraid to mingle with us. Encourage, strengthen, and forgive. Hallelujah. Can I hear a louder amen? Is a check on our Christian fellowship with God. 
If we walk in darkness, we can't walk in light. God is light. And anything contrary to that is darkness. And we can't live in it. But there's a good news. And maybe one more point before I go to the good news. So, walking or having fellowship with God. God is light. So, if I'm going to have fellowship with God who is light, then I'm going to have fellowship with light, correct? I'm going to have fellowship with light. So, I'll be walking in the light and in the light of his word. And his word is truth. And the light of this word will shine on my heart and shine in my mind and on my conscience and and speak to me volumes that would cut me in the heart and say, no, I can't continue to live like this. I can't continue to do this. I can't continue to do that. I can't continue to walk this way. Some of us, there's a man who, who, who says that he doesn't, he doesn't know what happens to him but uh, it's as if he's always, he's always overpowered or attacked by sin. So it's as if it comes upon him and he cannot do anything about it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think the sermon is doing good to you. He's, you see, he's walking in the light. <laughs> so... so. It's a, it's, a, it's a good Christian. That doesn't mean that you are not good Christians. But when we are walking in the light and we are fellowshipping with God, we spend time with him. Question, how often and how much time do you spend with God? You wake up in the morning, you are so much in a hurry. You are running late, you are in a hurry, rushing everybody to work. You work, 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 you close late, you get home, you are tired. The following, there is no time with God. But you do have a relationship with him, correct? But he's eager to have fellowship with you. And you should be eager Anytime, see church, let me tell you something. Anytime you are not eager or desirous of entering into a place of fellowship with God, with the saints, begin to check your fellowship with God. You are not eager. You are not desirous. You are not in a hurry. You are late and even though you are late in coming to church, you are walking gorgeously and majestically. Like a friend of mine who said that he doesn't run to enter Trotro. No matter what, if the Trotro can't wait, should go, another one will come. So no matter what, if the Trotro mate is shouting, He's still walking gently. He never runs to enter Trotro. 
please don't be like him. When you are coming to fellowship, be in a hurry. Hurry to the place of worship. Be eager to be here. Be eager to participate. Be eager to get involved. What about evening prayer meetings? We are eager to for Sunday services, but evening prayer meetings. I know a church in Accra here, and I've been there a number of times. When you go there in the evening for prayer, there is no difference between their evening prayer meetings and their Sunday morning services. A Baptist church. There is no difference in terms of the numbers in their evening prayer meetings and their Sunday morning services. They are there in their numbers. And permit me or pardon me to say the place of worship is not even as glorious or attractive as you would wish for. But these sons and daughters of God are there on time every evening service, every Sunday service, they are there. They understand fellowshipping with one another and with God. And some of them close late from the market and they carry their dinner and bring it to, I am talking about, I mean, it's one of these things that my son said, that woman's testimony is, is something to him anytime he remembers her. When he saw that, when he saw the woman said, wow, this woman came from work, brought her dinner and sat somewhere, not once, sit somewhere in the corner to eat so that he can come to church. What is your eagerness to go to sheepfold meetings? Because the apostles, we are told in the book of Acts, that they met continually in the temple courts and also from house to house. They did it continually. And that is sheepfold, house to house. My last point, beloved, is that the test of our Christian fellowship gives us an assurance of continual cleansing from sin. That's what I mentioned, meant by the good news. He says that if we walk in the light, as he is also in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of his son Jesus cleanses us from all sins. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, if we walk in the light, I am walking in the light, she is walking in the light, you are walking in the light, he is walking in the light, and when we meet, we have fellowship with one another, and miraculously, we may not even have to ask him for forgiveness, but the blood of his son cleanses us, it purifies us from all sin. Now, question. If God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all, and if we claim we walk in with him, we should not walk in darkness. Then why is he saying that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, 
we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin. Which sin again? Because if we are walking in the light, then there is no sin. Don't you find apostles' rendition in chapter, verse 7 a bit confusing? Yeah. Apostle has said it. Perchance. Perchance. Knowing who you are, knowing who we are, knowing what we are as human beings. Perchance. Knowingly or even unknowingly. Knowingly or knowingly. But I am walking in the light. You are walking in the light. He's walking in the light. As he, God, is in the light. He avails his blood to wash us, purifies. Notice the tense, purifies. That is present, is it present continuous? Purifies. He purifies us from all sins. So he's purified you from the past sins, purifies you from the present sins, and purifies you from the future. Hallelujah. No, so, but that is not saying I'm saying that I'm giving you just, uh, 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 permission because your, your account has been credited already with purification. So go and sin to debit the account. <laughs> I tell people, when somebody say, I'm sorry. Then I say, oh, I forgave you in advance. I tell people that I, I, for, oh, I forgive you in advance. That is, before you even did the thing against me, I forgave you. So let's move on with our lives. And I said, really? You do forgive people in advance? I said, yes. I forgive you in advance. So you to go and do likewise to other people. Do likewise to your wife. Do likewise to your husband. Forgive them in advance because that is what Christ has done for us. That's what he did for us. The only thing is that if you need to draw on that account because the forgiveness is there, you need to just draw on it. If you don't draw on it, you don't benefit. Hallelujah, church. So, when we walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, purifies us from all sins. You are here and you, you have been in in, in, in struggling with one particular challenge or the other, one particular sin or the other, one particular problem or the other, you have been struggling with it. I am here to tell you that verse 7 of First John chapter 1 says that in our test of our fellowship, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus cleanses you from that sin. It purifies you and makes you whole. You don't have it anymore in your account. In the eyes of God, it has been wiped away. Hallelujah. So that you can live a clear conscience, as a, clear, a Christian with a clear conscience, and serve him joyously and faithfully. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is what our God is calling us to. So if we today are looking at the test of Christian fellowship, understand 
that number one, it is a test of your relationship with God. Number two is a test of knowing that this God you are having fellowship with is light. Number three, knowing that is a check on your fellowship with God, your intimacy with God, your interaction with God, your intentional time having with God. And it's an assurance of continual cleansing from sin. If I know this, I want to be in the place of fellowship anytime there is time for fellowship. May that be your desire as well. Amen. God bless you. Shall we pray?